What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Howdy there, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Completely Fucking Clueless. My name is Audrey Jean Flowers, and this is a little bit of a special episode. So, as you may have heard on the podcast, I was about to slash now am 25 years old. And honestly, I was super fucking freaked out about that. So, I decided to sit down with some people in my life who are around for the celebrations about what 25 looked like for them and what their challenges were, and if any of them were silly, and if any of them were warranted. So I hope you all enjoy. Bye. Hi, Dad. Welcome on. Hello, Olivia. (laughs) Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Jeff Flowers. I'm the proud father of Olivia slash Audrey Flowers. (laughs) And how old are you? What do you do? I, in a month and a half, I will be 70 years old. Woo! Um, Professionally, I'm a computer scientist. Uh, for doing that and i'm not quite retired yet but not that far away from it (laughs) for the record he has been talking about retiring since i was in middle school and i am over two years post-grad yeah a long time (laughs) so what did 25 look like for you well at the time uh we had come through some pretty traumatic things in the country the vietnam war Mm -hmm. richard nixon and watergate the oil crises and battles that were going on and that shaped my feelings about don't trust the government mm-hmm. uh, and what they did. Uh, I made my mind up at 25. I really wanted to get ahead quickly. And so I got my bachelor's in three years and my master's in one more year. I moved to Massachusetts, interesting enough, just because that's where the computer industry was big. And that affected, obviously, the rest of my life. At 25, I was married at 20. Mm-hmm. I had my first child, Taryn, at 23. Uh, I was well on my way to becoming, uh, going to work for Prime Computer and well on my way to becoming a vice president, which Mm -hmm. was a goal ahead of mine by the time I was 30. So I was an eager beaver, as it were, (laughs) if you want to describe it. I knew I wanted to get somewhere and and be very successful at whatever I did. Yeah. And I loved computers. You still do. I absolutely love computers, yeah. You still quote this back to me, and I said this well over a decade ago. One time I had friends coming over when I was a kid, and I told you and your friend Mark, who's done a lot of startups with you to keep your nerd in low orbit and you still quote that back to me yes to this day absolutely and i tell the kids if they ask i said if you can find something you love to do and it pays you a lot of money you should do it you've hit the jackpot in life yeah most people don't find something they love and that makes very good money i know this just was very lucky for me it was it was very lucky so you remember what your worries were at 25 well, we the economy was in, at that time, it was mid-70s. We had an oil price. It was the largest inflation ever. I mean, inflation was soaring at 20%. Home mortgage rates were 20%. Everything was crazy. The, do you remember exactly what these percentages were, or did you oh, Google I do, this in prep? No, no. I remember what they were because I took out house mortgage, mm-hmm. and we would refinance it every six months because the rates were dropping through the floor uh, ah. at the time. But a 20% mortgage is serious yeah. money. And uh, and there was a lot of economic uncertainty yeah. about what was going on. So, unfortunately, we made it through. Jimmy Carter was president. That didn't help any. Uh, when he, I think of Jimmy Carter being president, I think of it in, like, black and white old-timey days. Yeah. He, he, he was a nice guy, probably the best post-president that yes. we've ever had. He was wonderful in his heart. But he came in, I don't think it was him as much as it was just a very tough time Yes, for the United States. Yeah. So when you were 25, what did you think the rest of your life was going to look like? I know uh, that I one, I, time, I one time asked you how many kids you thought you would have, and you yes. said one. Well, one, maybe and two. I'm, I'm your sixth, so clearly that didn't go to Let play Let me out. say I didn't think it looked like I would be married three times and have six kids. <laughs> I thought I would do work. I'd have my two kids. I'd work, reti- be successful, retire early, and 
have an easy life with the two kids and whatever grandkids came out of that. And I got that part, the first two kids. You did. But uh, I extended it a little bit longer. Tiny bit. Both in terms of raising kids Mm -hmm. and in terms of my work. So both of those were extended in a way. I wasn't anticipating I'd have you as as my youngest daughter no at my age of 44 so that was yes. that was quite a shocker at the time is there anything that you remember being worried about back then that now you look back and you're like that was very silly that i put that much time energy and thought into that hmm no no not really i mean you know i worried about my career if you do startups i went into doing startups i've done six of them and that's always a high risk venture my mm-hmm. dad your grandfather was a professional gambler. Yes. And uh, this was a way of being a professional gambler, except it was legal. <laughs> yeah. But it was always a gamble, and you always worried. I've since learned that it's odds. Of the six, two of them were absolute failures, two of them were great, and two of them were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, And those are pretty good odds in starting companies. So you, you learn... You know, my dad told me a saying, and I still have it today, nothing's ever as good as it seems, nothing's ever as bad. And it took a long time for that to settle. That is very true. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you wish that you knew back then? Uh, I I probably wish I knew more about relationships. I'd have preferred not to be married three times. Uh, Yeah. um, You know, the first time was somebody out of school that we didn't even know what we wanted the second time with some issues right from the very beginning. But, um, you know, I wish I knew more about my personal relationships. And the only other thing I look back at myself is the work when you do startups, it was so all encompassing yeah. that I couldn't spend as much time with my kids as I should. And, uh, fortunately I, I had your mother who was, who was very good about spending time and was an invaluable help to me. I would, I would never have been successful without her to help take care of the house your mom always made sure that i had quality time when i was with the kids and that we you know, that I, it was maximized and optimized. Yeah. but i had to work a lot i worked 60 hours i'm not working that much these days but i used to work 60 oh. weeks and that was crazy i mean i remember you yeah. you worked insane hours i did i uh, did we would be bartering with you to try and get you to take a weekend off to do things yeah your mom still barters to try to get me to take more than a week off now <laughs> so it's still a challenge <laughs> So you've raised a lot of 20-somethings. I mean, you still are. You still have two kids in your 20s. Yes, I do. And I've had a lot of 20-somethings go through it. Uh Uh-huh. Is there anything that you've learned or observed from watching so many kids go through their 20s? Yeah, it's... um, uh, The first thing I would say is they're probably not as fully developed. You you can't have the concept, throw them out of the house at 18 and you're done. Yeah. That doesn't work. Uh, They need help. You know, they're launching. College helps do that some. But they're still in the process of developing and coming into the world. And mostly importantly, learning wh- who they are and where do they fit in this world. What what part? Um, most people, I, I'm not typical. Most people don't find that fit right from the word go into it. It, it takes a while. Taryn, your oldest sister, had to try several different careers. Still is trying to find what fits for her. My sister had to try different careers. That's the that's the time to develop, and it's I think it's important if you can have that space to develop and learn and do that. That's that's a real gift as well. But yeah. finding yourself it is is the, is the difficult part. Is there anything that you wish you had done more of when you were in your twenties? Vacations. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd done more vacations. Uh, you know, when I look at how your mom lived in her twenties and she's been everywhere in the world, and how I've lived in my twenties, and I think I'm into Mississippi that she hasn't been to. It's, it's kind of my look at that way. Even growing up, I remember it was very clear. Mom had a lot of fun in college and in her twenties. She did, and I had. You did not. I was taking an overload. I was uh, at that. that, In fact, at one point, I was working on a PhD. You know, Mm -hmm. I was just learning everything. And again, it was sixty hours a week. Seventy hours. I was working very hard. Yeah. Yeah, and I wish I'd taken a little more time and had a little more balance, particularly regarding the kids. Yeah. Is there anything else that you wish that you could say to either your 20-something-year-old self or to the 20-somethings of now? Well, I'd say something to 20-somethings of now is the fun part for me is seeing how the 20-somethings of now and even the 40-somethings and 30-somethings have developed. Mm-hmm. How they, You share 
part of life's journey of watching that. And particularly, you know, Taryn now and Jeremy, they have their own kids and mm-hmm. watching them raise their own kids. I don't get involved in that process much, but watching them raise their own kids is a joy and, and watching you grow, seeing where your sister Rachel goes and where you go to is, is part of the fun, uh, what happens. And we're very proud. We've, we've put our stamp. We've given you everything we know to give you. And it's just fun to sit back and watch it all bloom. Well, thank you for coming on, Pops. I use that word flowers. You see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mm-hmm. like that, yeah. I used to never wear floral print growing up because anytime mm-hmm. I wore anything floral, people would be like, flowers for flowers. And I got so sick of it. But I stopped wearing flowers for a decade. Oh, you can only imagine what growing up with that last name was like. Oh, see, for me, <laughs> mostly was good because as a girl, people were like, that's a beautiful yeah, last name. Not so good for boys, but okay. <laughs> Gender is a social construct. Yes, it is. Anyway, thank you for coming on. Oh, you're welcome, Olivia. I love you. I love you too, honey. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Olivia. I mean, Audrey. People know. Okay. I changed my name. If you're a relatively new listener to this podcast, I changed my name. It's a thing. We may be talking about it at some point. I've known her since she was born. So, Uh, yes. She's Olivia. So, you have known me since I was born, but I feel like we've known each other better, similar to Barb of... When I was a senior in high school, I started coming to New York a lot more with my mom. Yes. And so we got to know each other a lot better then. Yes. And now we're family. We're family. Yes. Um, Would you give yourself a little introduction? Hi, Olivia. Yes, thank you. So um, (laughs) your mom and I were in college together. Mm -hmm. We were in the same sorority. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have known each other since we were, I think, 19, not quite 18, but 19 years old. Um, so we've known each other since we were stupid, uh, and fun up through like now, now, uh, a lot of different life transitions. Mm -hmm. I, um, am single. I live in New York city. Mm -hmm. I have for the past 25 years. I own my own business. Um, but your, your mom and your family are like family to me. Yeah. So uh, I love you and I love your mom and your dad and your sisters and your niece and nephew and your dog. Um, So we know a lot about each other. We do. Yes. Okay. So will you walk me through what 25 looked like for you? So I was raised in a very rural, R-U-L-E, oriented family Mm -hmm. where I was only allowed to major in a profession where I could get a job after I graduated. So I was, I majored as an engineer. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there were stages in life that you were supposed to milestones you were supposed to hit. So after Cornell, uh, which I went to, I was an engineer for two years. Then I went to graduate school, which I went to get an MBA. Even that wasn't a PhD, so it was a, I was like a real rebel in my family. <laughs> um, so 25 for me was following the rules of progression of adulthood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was um, very linear. Like I had to follow a very linear path. I had to have, unlike your mother, I had to have a job when I graduated. I had mm-hmm. to be a professional. And I... I had a list of things when I was a senior at Cornell that I wanted to do that were stupid, idiotic college things. I knew that once the day I graduated, I could no longer do those in my head. I could no longer do those kinds of fun young things, which is stupid. That is not true. What were some of the things on your dumb list? Uh, I wanted to play poker. Um, Okay, so we used to play poker at our family Thanksgivings, and I've been saying that we need to reintegrate it because a lot of fun. Um, I wanted to do a bunch of different drugs, <laughs> uh, cause I didn't think that you could do that after you graduated. Um, there was just a bunch of those kinds of what I thought were very silly kid things yeah. that you could get away with in my head at, in college. But, and I became very, very serious yes. after that, which is such a stupid mistake. Like I thought I was an adult and an adult had to be very, very serious. And I was, I was very, very serious. I was very focused on the goals and mm-hmm. profession and all of these things. And it was much later in my life that I was like, Oh no, these like milestones are not for me. I need to sort of go off the beaten, beaten path. So, yeah. uh, so I was very serious and very focused at 25. So most of your worries were about like career and meeting the goalposts. Yes. Career, um, progression, Mm -hmm. uh, getting promoted, Mm -hmm. getting the right degrees, 
uh, yeah, like making sure that I was really like on that trajectory professionally, mostly professionally. Yeah. So was looking back, Mm. are there any worries outside of job Mm. and meeting that progression that you look back and you're like, oh, that was silly that I put so much energy and stress and thoughts into that? Yeah, I think that um, society has a lot of, uh, like, like expectations mm-hmm. on women, mm-hmm. on um, what you socially should achieve, on what you professionally should do that I have rejected since like decades later. I think, you know, I'm not married Mm -hmm. and I think that, um, there's a lot of pressure to achieve these objectives, especially when you're friends, you're starting, I don't know if you're yet, but your friends probably are starting to get married and then when they get married, then they'll start to have kids Mm -hmm. and the pressure, like people like my age. So when I was your age, people my age would be like, so, uh, do you have any like significant others? Like do you, and that pressure is insane. It's not as much with me, but I know Rachel gets a lot more for mm-hmm. mom about dating of like, to be frank of like where I am. Like I am like a couple months out from like a six month period of being horribly depressed, like mm-hmm. barely leaving my apartment depressed mm-hmm. and I'm doing a lot better. Good. But like, I'm not in a place to date. Like I don't have the bandwidth for that. Like I don't have the ability to like, you have to be responsible to another person and like really take them into account. And I don't have the bandwidth to take another person into account right now. So I like, it's interesting. I do think if you can find a partner, yeah, fabulous, but there is something to be said, just the joy of finding yourself yeah, and being happy with yourself and figuring all of that out. And that is, and I, and I don't even want to put my expectation or my like philosophy. I do think that, Everyone is different, but I do think society has a huge amount of pressure. Particularly on women. Uh, particularly on women about partnering up in a heterosexual way, mm-hmm. primarily, and then having kids after that. Oh, my goodness. Um, and I, even now, it still is awkward in certain instances, yeah. but... I do think that finding your own truth and being New York city is really great for that and being able to live your best life in a way and finding people that are okay with that, that don't judge you on that is a big deal. I hope, you know, like genuinely, I like, I fully mean this and this was not something I planned on saying, uh, you and Barb changed my perspective on things a lot. How? Because, again, that was something that I was so raised of Mm. and, like, it's something as women were so taught. And, like, there was a lot of people in my town of, like, there were a lot of people who had kids, didn't like their kids, didn't want kids, but had kids because that was the expectation. You actually uh, actually understood that? Uh, Yeah. Wow. As the kid, you understood that the adults did not want their kids? I think I understood it as a teen. Wow. Um, Partially because I think my mom's chiropractor literally told her about how like some of her patients would come in and talk about how much they hate their kids. Um, and I remember meeting you all. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a shocked. meeting you two and I just thought y'all were so cool. And it, hmm. I think I opened up something and it allowed me to see a possibility I hadn't really considered before hmm. of something that might be a better fit for me and like i i don't know i i just i hope that you know that like i really Uh, admire y'all and like i'm i'm really thankful that i met you guys when i did oh that's wonderful i mean i just hope that you can live your own true life yeah and that there is no one right way to live or make decisions yes and there's not a expiration on making a decision yes or the type of decision or and that's where I was raised in a very linear way. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think I've had to come at it from a different perspective. I don't think you were quite as much, but... I'm the last of kids. They were a little tired by the time they got <laughs> right. to me. But, like, that there is no one right way yes. to be a successful, happy human. Yes. And that figuring that out, happiness is 
by the way, it changes over time. What makes you happy changes. Um, but figuring it out and allowing you the space to make mistakes mm-hmm. and you know, what's making me happy has, has shifted. And I have never been happier than I have been the past few years. Um, you know, part of it, uh, I know this is a little bit morbid, but when my parents died, it sort of freed up the expectations of yeah. very, very powerful expectations of my parents that I could make decisions that were like, yes. no one was judging me anymore. There's no one left to judge. Yeah. Except, you know, so anyway, so that was also a, like a very interesting, liberating, in a weird way, uh, life event. Is there anything that you wish that you had done or taken more advantage of when you were like 25, 20s? Yes, a gap year. I wish, like your sister Rachel, I wish I had done what she is doing, which is you are young, you have no obligations, and like just have some fun, explore the world. Uh, I really, really, really wish I had done that, uh, truly. I think that that is the right age to do it, and, um, and you just you just have fun. Like when else in your 20, why wouldn't you do that? So yes, I wish I had done that. I was way too serious. Um, uh, I wish that I had, when I knew I was unhappy in situations, gotten out of them a little bit quicker. Yeah. It's harder when you get comfortable, when you're unhappy and comfortable, it's a weird combination. And there was many times in my life where I was very, very unhappy, but I was very, very comfortable. And I didn't leave. Oftentimes, like, this is something that I, it, I've i been wrestling a lot with of, like, th- the saying of the devil you know is easier than the devil you don't. Yes. Even if you think the other side might be better, even though this is horrible, at least it's horrible I know. Yeah. Rather than having to face something new. Yes. I wish I had been braver and just made the leap quicker. Um yeah, I wish, I mean, honestly, that those are a few regrets that I really wish I had made those leaps earlier. I wish, I mean, being brave is one of those things, and brave means a lot of different things. Yeah. Brave means trying things you haven't experienced. Brave means giving up things that you're okay, sort of happy to try something new. Brave means, like, you have no idea what it would be. Like, brave means so many different things. I wish I had been a little bit braver in certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, braver with relationships sometimes. Um braver with you know making leaps to like uh, new jobs or new friends like it's really hard it's kind of interesting being brave to put yourself out there to meet people even like just friends um I think as I've gotten older I've gotten braver and it has um it's always paid off being brave has always paid off is there anything else that you wish you could say to like the 20 somethings of my age or like if there was something that you could tell me like, hey, bonk on the head, do this. You know, honestly, I say this to myself and I am not good at it. Be kinder to yourself. I mean, I wish I was kinder to myself. Um, you are doing the best that you can. And it is a great thing that you're doing. You are doing great. If only you could, because you would say... but like you would say it to a person if you were facing you you would say it to you and I know this because I would say it to myself but we're hardest on ourselves and I wish we could be kinder I wish I could be kinder to myself I wish you could be kinder to yourself because we are just so harsh on ourselves like and, and it is the hardest thing I think of all things it's like giving ourselves grace to make mistakes that we are, I mean, we were, we are, you are great. I am great. It's just so hard to believe it for yourself. <laughs> so I wish that it would be kinder to ourselves, including myself. I'm including myself in that. I wish I was kinder to myself and I try to catch myself being mean to myself. I, so that's something I've been talking a lot in therapy recently. And, uh, the, the, I tried, I began trying to be kinder to myself because I was like, well, I've been super mean to myself for like 20 something years and that hasn't worked very well. (laughs) So I might as well try something else. And the first week when I said to my therapist of like, blah, 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 but I'm like trying to be kind to myself. And she was like, do you still kind of think that it's bullshit? And I was like, absolutely. I think it's such bullshit, (laughs) but it's right. It is. But it's fucking hard to do. It is really, it is super hard. And 
the only thing that helps me is knowing that everyone else in their own head is so mean to themselves Mm -hmm. and it's not right. Like it's, you know, it's not right. Like it's literally not right. And our brains are so mean. I wish like, that's what I wish for every young person is they could just be kind to themselves. Just be kind to yourself. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Olivia, thanks for asking me. Yay. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hi there, Jack. Welcome on. Thanks for having me. Uh, do you go by Audrey or Olivia on that? People know both. It doesn't matter which. All right, Liv. Whichever your heart desires. We're going off. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Jack. I am a friend of the Flowers family. Rachel and I went to college together. Mm-hmm. I was on a college rowing team at Wesleyan University. Studied archaeology and geology. And... I'm here to talk about what it was like to be 25. How old are you and what do you currently do? I am 26. So it's been, I got a lot of life experience behind me. You're so wise. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I am currently an archaeologist for the company AECOM. So putting that degree to work, which, you know, at least I have that. Rocks for jocks. Rocks for jocks, indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After I finished my uh, first geology course, they handed out bottle openers with the Earth and Environmental <laughs> Sciences logo on them. Yeah, really uh, rocks for jocks <laughs> vibes, for sure. For sure. So what did 25 look like for you? 25 uh, it was definitely a transitional year because, let's see, it was last year, so really... You know, living in a post-lockdown world of trying to figure out your life and working remotely and then comparing that to going into the office. And I was living in Lowell, Massachusetts when I was 25. Many years ago. Party town. Yeah, big party town. Let me tell you, it's great to be queer in Lowell, Massachusetts. (laughs) There is, you have so many options for sure. (laughs) Um, but I had a job that I really liked, so I was working that, um, that's really when I realized that I like an office environment Mm -hmm. because working from home just sucks the fun out of (laughs) where I live. Um, and getting to just do little socialization at an office is something that I think is underappreciated. Uh, in the new work from home world but I mean the flexibility of work from home you can't go wrong you know it's uh, hard to say but uh, 25 yeah transitional because I went from Lowell Massachusetts to Philadelphia very a great move for me definitely the right move Um, and kind of exploring what city life was like was really uh, fantastic and the amount of things that just are not together that I thought like, oh, by 25, you know, all of this, I'll have it down pat. All of these like bills and things like that. Nope. There is literally nothing worse than getting a utility bill because <laughs> I like, man, paying for electric, paying to live is that that shit blows. That shit blows. So it's Big a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, it's just like 25 has felt very transitional to me. You get out of college, you think you have your shit together, and then you realize that you don't have your shit together at all. You know nothing. Yeah, You're exactly. You're a little idiot, yeah. and your brain isn't done cooking. A little idiot with a degree that you then have to put to work. It's, yeah, it's insane. And like contributing to society in some way, or not contributing to society. Like I have friends that are doing the like uh, service industry grind of mm-hmm. just, you know, working at a restaurant that stays open until 1 a.m. and then going out immediately after that, sleeping until 11 a.m. the next morning. Not what I do, but yeah. I see that they are happy and loving it and just chilling. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Learning to balance the responsibilities of living while still trying to have fun is really what 25 was about for me. Were you nervous at all about turning 25? Cause I know for me, it feels like a, a monumental age that I had a lot of trepidation about. I don't think I have been 
that nervous about aging for a while. You know, I feel like I hit that existential dread at 12. And so it's just been, we've been chilling since then. Um, but it, it's like a quarter of a century, you know, 25. It, it is not nothing. It's a big milestone year. Uh, but I, yeah, I wasn't nervous about it. I, I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> was there anything do you feel like in your early 20s that you worried about a lot, like post-grad, that you've realized now, like, mm, that was a waste of fucking energy worrying about that so much? Let me think on that one. Uh, I have the capacity to edit, so if you need to think, yeah, I cool. can cut it. Oh, great. I yeah. mean, that works perfectly. Yeah. Uh, man. Uh I don't know. I think when I was in college, when you're surrounded by like the community of being in college, I definitely spent a lot more time being worried about like what other people thought. Mm -hmm. And then you get out of that and you get into the real world and you realize that nobody gives a shit. People are too busy with their own shit to give a flying fuck about you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like the person that is making up on me doesn't give a shit about if I'm wearing a correctly fitted button down <laughs> shirt to my office job where I'm the only person in the office. Like, you know, it just doesn't matter anymore. Um, definitely that. Uh, but that, I feel like that's so cliche to say because everybody realizes that, but it's so hard because you just have to constantly remember it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, you get into your own head too much and then you have to just break out at some point and realize that it's fine. Is there anything that you think you learned in the year 25? Mm. How to pay bills on time. <laughs> How to pay utility bills on time. Yeah. In the summer when I'm paying the AC bill, <sighs> that, that bill always a huge fucking bummer yeah really sucks the soul out of you mm -hmm. it's really it's yeah yeah uh at my old place i also had to pay water and i you know i was living alone i didn't have a high water usage yeah. but at the same time like oh i i need a lot of water every single day and i have to pay for that <laughs> are you okay cool all right we'll just chill um yeah other stuff that i learned when i was 25 you know it's just never too late to like change i think is really, really like coming out of college i thought that i had everything together early 20s i thought i, I had everything together and then you move you make a change and you're just able to I don't know, transition. You know, it's never too late to break out of that chrysalis. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah, I had to throw <laughs> it in there. Well, thank you for coming on, Jack. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's been real. Peace punch. Yeah, perfect. Okay, bye. Bye. Hi there, Mom. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Hi, sweetie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Lori. I'm Olivia's mom. And... uh I don't know. I. <laughs> what did you do for work? So I um, majored in computer science and math mm -hmm. in college, and uh, basically, I when I graduated, I want to make sure I was going to have be gainfully employed and make money. To mm -hmm. be perfectly honest, because um, I wanted to travel. Mm -hmm. So um, I did that for like twenty five years, and then uh, peaced out when you guys were middle school, high school. I guess middle school and high school. And since then, I've just been like the full-time homemaker, taking care of everybody. Yeah, but you do a lot of stuff. I do. I do a lot of volunteer stuff mm -hmm. and, um, you know, very involved in the community and giving back and that kind of thing. So, um, which I think is really important for everyone to do. Yeah. So what did 25 look like for you? So 25, I was a little sad about turning 25, to be honest, um, the whole quarter century thing is like, oh my God, that's so friggin' old. Mm -hmm. Like what the hell? And uh, a friend of mine was, even after I turned 25, was talking about someone else being 25. I'm like, oh my God, they're so old. And she turns to me, she's mom or mom, Lori, <laughs> that's your age. I'm like, 
shit. <laughs> it's my age. Um, but it's when I realized that I really wanted to make a change with what I was doing mm-hmm. and or where I was living because I kept spending all my money flying to Europe. So the logical thing to do in my mind was just to move over there. Yeah. And fortunately for me, I got the opportunity to move to London, transfer my job and uh, live there for two and a half years where I saved absolutely nothing. I'd saved thankfully before I got there, blew that, blew every penny I made, didn't really pay my fair share of taxes over there. <laughs> um, but that, you know, they, they paid do taxes differently back over there back then, like where they, you're supposed to take the money out as you get paid uh-huh. and they somehow made a mistake and didn't take out enough. But then I left and <laughs> they sent me a bill for like 5,000 pounds and dad's best friend, Mark was like, yeah, don't, don't pay it. They'll never find you. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm getting married. I'm changing my name. Yeah. And <laughs> it's been over 30 years and they never did find me. Mom, you're a criminal. Well, I was always good with the IRS, however. <laughs> but, you know, inland revenue over in the UK, eh, maybe not so good. <laughs> so what were your biggest worries at 25? Um, I don't know. I think you all think about things way more than I did at the time. Mm-hmm. I think I just was kind of living my life and I just, I wanted to travel, mm-hmm. see the world. And um, I, don't, I don't think I really worried that much. Well, what did you think the rest of your life would look like? Because I know you've told me that you said you were never going to marry a man who was shorter than you and bald and not, not a hairy back. Not not that the viewers <laughs> at home have really, I think, seen my father, but he is shorter than my mom and very bald. Yes. That was a drunk night in college. So, you know, you say all sorts of things when you're like <laughs> 21 years old <laughs> that don't necessarily come true. So, yeah, no, I was not planning on marrying a man who was twice diverse with four children. So yeah. that was definitely not on my bucket list. But here we are almost 30 years later mm-hmm. and, you know, all is good. So, um, yeah. Is there anything that you wish that you had done in your when you were 25 or in that general time looking back? Um. I don't really think so. I don't have any regrets because I really feel like I tried to um, like live my life. So like when I, you know, before I moved to London, I lived Boston, but kind of like not like downtown or like not mm-hmm. like the cool place in Boston because it was too expensive. And, you know, so maybe I would have done that. I would have rather lived closer in where you can walk to everything versus, you know, I was living out in Brighton and so forth. Um, but then because of that, that's why when I moved to London, my company was like looking at flats for me, like outside the city. I'm like, hell no, I am living in, in London. So I lived in Notting Hill, which once the movie came out and was like, oh my God, Notting Hill. Um, but when I lived there was not the Notting Hill today. Um, but still you could walk to everything and, you know, it was really important, I think to me to be central and to be able to just walk out your door and just experience whatever city you're in and so forth. Um, for me, that was fun. Yeah. So I asked dad a similar version of this question. You don't have six kids, but you have watched us six kids grow up and you've watched a lot of kids go through their twenties. Is there anything that like watching us grow up that you've either like learned from it or that you wish that you, something that uh, sometimes you wish that you could just like shake us and get us to understand as we go through our twenties. I feel like, my peers when we were in our 20s that we had to get going faster mm-hmm. I feel like that kids now sometimes take a slower route getting there which um I don't think there's a right or wrong necessarily but um I don't know I feel like we all really felt that we were like cut off on our own like we had to figure out what we were doing and so forth and we're um like my mom was super supportive of everything I did but it was really I was the driving force for everything. Mm-hmm. And she, when I wanted to make changes, she'd be like, "Ugh!" like my moving to London, she thought was crazy. Like the whole family, like, what are you doing? Like, why? I'm like, well, why not? You know, whereas now I feel like, like the relationship I have with you and, you know, your siblings and so forth is much more give and take, I think, than mm-hmm. it used to be. So it's, I don't know, more, I feel like we're more open to doing non-traditional things or taking a path that's not so linear. Is there anything that you wish that you could tell 25-year-old you or 25-year-olds of today? I think 
like live your dream, like do what you want to do, do what makes you happy and don't worry so much. <laughs> Things generally all work out in the end. You know, we all have our bumps and our difficult periods, but you know, you know what's right and you know, do what feels right. And, um, but also I think, and not that I did this in my twenties, I was not like donating my time and energy into, you know, causes and so forth. I maybe passively did, but you know, I think that getting volunteerism into your, somehow into your world, into your, you know, what you do, I think is important. Yeah. And it's, I think gotten harder as people's lives have gotten busier and more people, you know, more families, you know, both partners are working and mm-hmm. so forth. And, um, but this country was built so much on people giving back. And I think we need to just keep giving and keep giving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, mom. You're welcome, sweetie. You did a great job. Love you. I love you too. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so we are sitting in, uh, Barb's apartment, who is my mom's college friend, who I think you've known me for longer than this, but I feel like we've properly known each other since I was a senior in high school, mm-hmm. which is now, that was 2016 and it's 2023. So it's been a good amount of time. And yeah, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Barbara. Um, well, like like you said, I'm your mom's uh, friend from college. And then we were roommates after college. Mm-hmm. I live in New York. Um, and I'm single. I am, uh, in market research field and, uh, that's about it. (laughs) So this episode, I'm doing a lot of little mini interviews with people about 25 and Mm -hmm. sort of what that time looked like for them. Um, I turn 25 tomorrow. By the time this comes out, I will have already turned 25, but, uh, I was really freaked out about turning 25. It feels really momentous and even though I know it's still very young, I was very freaked out about it. Would you tell me a little bit about what 25 looked like for you? Yeah, I was living in Boston. I'm from New York, so I lived uh, in a different city for a few years. I wanted to live someplace that wasn't as expensive as as New York. Yeah. So (laughs) I thought Boston was a good idea, and I knew a few people. And then I ended up um, living with your mom as my roommate, which was great. So I had kind of a built-in family, and your grandmother was like a mother for me. So it was really, you know, it was a lot of fun. We um, had a few different jobs, Mm -hmm. and I'll talk about that in a minute. But I, I think... We had a good time. We went away. I feel like we went away almost every weekend. Uh, we made the most of our time there. We traveled a lot. And, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I don't think I was freaked out about turning 25, and I don't really remember turning 25. It wasn't, like, a huge milestone for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think about those things until I think maybe I turned 30 or something. Yeah. So... Looking back, is there anything like at 25 or like mid-20s that you wish you had known or you would have done differently? There is a lot, I think. (laughs) I would love to go back and do it all over again, knowing what I know now. I never would want to go through that again. But I think what I think I took everything very seriously, like because it is more serious when you're that age. Mm -hmm. I think like everything that happens feels like it's monumental, it's forever, it's like your whole entire life. Now I know that it's not, you know, (laughs) it's like there's, you know, you can cry all you want, but it wasn't really like, you know, worth it. Um, One of the things, uh, well, just like very superficially, but I have to say, I think about this a lot, I would kill to just go back and have like the skin I had at 25. <laughs> I mean, that's something I never thought about, but like just, you know, having the hair, the skin, the body, like it was that you just can't get back. And I did not appreciate it. And no one could tell you, you know, I don't think you realize until, you know, that happens that. That is really precious, and I did. I just took it for granted. Um, so I never thought like I was thin enough or pretty enough or whatever, you know. And now looking back, we look at pictures and like, oh my god, that we just didn't appreciate what we had. I do that to even myself in high school. I mm. look back and I'm like, 
oh, I thought I was the ugliest, worst, most unlovable person in mm-hmm. the world. And I was like, it's so strange. To, and yeah. like, I know in five years, I'll look back and think of the same yeah. thing. Of like, we're like, everyone always says we're our harshest critic, but like, yeah. we are so unkind to ourselves. Right. And I just, I, it's just really, it's what you see and what, you know, uh, no one can tell you. And it's unfortunate that you have to age, you know, mm-hmm. 30, 40 more years until you see like, oh, that was really as good as it gets. So that, I mean, that sounds very superficial, but, no, but it's, it's very real. Yeah, it is. And like I said, we had a good time. We had a lot of fun, but I think I would take everything less seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that, you know, it's not forever, like, um, every job you have, or, you know, you think your career is like, you know, everything's going to impact the rest of your life, and, you know, it's, it's just such a small little piece of it, um, Sheryl Sandberg wrote, uh, that it's, career-wise, she goes, it's not a ladder, it's a jungle gym, and looking back, I think that was, very very you know spot on it is like you just you know it's not a direct ascension in your career and you have to jump around and try different things until you hit on what's right and it seems like you know a mistake is gonna you know affect the rest of your life or any turn you take but you have a lot of time to you know try different things and you can have as many careers as you want um but i wish i'd known that Mm -hmm. um so uh you know every job situation was not like the end of the world didn't work (laughs) out do you remember like what has been different from like i i know growing up i always had an idea of what my life would look like as an adult is there like what are the things that are different than what you had imagined at like 25 or in your 20s pretty much everything yeah <laughs> like we went at like going way back like we grew up on mary tyler moore and um although she was single and she was a you know, career woman or whatever they would call it. She had this great little apartment and, <laughs> you know, it's just, we thought like everything was just like, you'd be upwardly, upwardly mobile mm-hmm. and it wasn't necessarily, you know, there were ups and downs and, you know, like life on your own wasn't necessarily as good as life, you know, growing up with your parents, depending on, there's a lot of great things about living with your parents yeah yeah like 25 feels big to me but boy am i dreading 26 and oh insurance (laughs) insurance yeah it's a biggie (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah nothing is like i think what i had imagined i think you uh i thought it was just sort of you know expected that you go to college um, you have a career, you get married, you have children, and I was just, I never really thought about, you know, anything different. Yeah. And I never got married, I never had children. Um, I just, you know, one of the other things I think I would do differently was maybe take that more seriously. Mm-hmm. I was very interested in my career, and I loved my work, and I did not put any effort into that. I thought that would be like easy mm-hmm. and that just happens and it doesn't just happen. I think I, I didn't value like a good relationship thinking mm-hmm. that was a rarity. Um, I thought there was, you know, there's just like this one doesn't work out. There's another one right behind it. And that I came to learn is not the case. Mm-hmm. So. I think I would, I would definitely put more emphasis on relationships. Uh, I'm also, you know, it's hard to say because I'm glad I focus on my career, and I'm fortunate that I did that. But, um, you know, if I had an opportunity to do it over again, I don't know if I'd do it the same way. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you remember being worried about that you look back and you're like, that was the dumbest thing ever? Or that was very silly that I put so much energy into stressing about and it wasn't a problem? Mm, I think it's just about everything. But (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
But just in general, like nothing was as monumental as I thought it mm. was. It was nothing was the end of the world. Anything could be, you know, corrected or like as life goes on, mm. it just represents like a tiny little, you know, fraction. Yeah. Um, and then ultimately, hopefully you can laugh about it at some point too. Is there anything you're really glad you did? Oh, yeah, a lot. I'm glad I moved back to New York. I'm glad um, I traveled as much as I did. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not as easy as it used to be, but um, we, def we, we, we certainly got out there. Um, I glad I bought an apartment and you have a beautiful 30s. apartment Thank my friends you. and I talk about it all the time all of my friends who have come here are like that's what I dream of someday I think you know sometimes you can hesitate like I don't want to make an investment on my own and um, I'm glad that I did it you know um, that was a good decision um, glad I bought Apple stock in the 90s <laughs> I, you know, I, I think there were definitely a few things, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I think uh, living where your family is is important mm -hmm. and spending time, being able to spend time with your family. I'm glad I, I've, I was able to do that. Yeah. Amazing. Is there anything else that you wish that you could either say to 20s you or 20s contemporaries? As mean uh, as in, like, me, people who are currently in their 20s. Um, I would just say to anyone in their 20s to enjoy it as much as possible. Take advantage of it. Have as much fun as possible. Um, date as much as you can. Travel as much as you can. And really enjoy it. Because yeah. it doesn't last forever. So I think it's the, I think it's like the decade for enjoying yourself. Just have yeah. a, a fun time. Don't worry about what comes next as much as, you know, we tend to do. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting with me. Uh, thank you. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> a big thank you to all of our guests for coming on and a big thank you to all of you for listening. If you enjoyed, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Completely Fucking Clueless and on TikTok and YouTube at Completely FCK ING Clueless. I hope you all have a wonderful week, a wonderful rest of your day. <laughs> Don't forget to be motherfucking clueless. <laughs> this feels so weird doing it out Okay. This is a This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.